0: Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Jason, you know that we love reformed Christian businesses, right? Yes, we do. And we love supporting them.
1: Yes, absolutely. And
0: we got a pretty cool one for you right now. Guys, you need to go to righteousRetch.com. And why? Why
1: should they go there? Because they have so much merch that is worth <laughs> spending that hard-earned money on.
0: Yeah, they have some cool shirts, keychains, mugs, and it's all- Christmas ornaments. Christmas ornaments. They? Yeah. And they're just so cool. I mean, they even have a John Kelvin uh, the only election that matter t-shirts that oh, actually I got banned it. from Facebook and Instagram.
1: <laughs> That's so cool.
0: Anyone that gets banned from Facebook is friends of ours. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> and these shirts that they have, guys, they're so comfortable. They're like buy and try blend. They're not that like cheap, stiff, kind of one-size-fits-all all t shirt they're high quality. You feel good. You look good. Uh-huh. And some of the sayings and some of the stuff that they come up with are just really cool and really neat. Definitely. Great conversation starters, too, by the way. Yeah, and if you watch our YouTube videos, you'll see us wearing a couple of them. I yep. know I have the Sole Fida. You've got about 200 I of have, Yeah, I
1: have five of them. Yeah, I love <laughs> those things. So it, It's probably just the five solos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You got all five <laughs> souls. So we're personal believers in them, too. Look, yep. at, they're brothers in the Lord. They're trying to bring glory to God, and they have a great company. Go to www.righteouswretch.com and check out what they have.
1: Yep. What's going on, brother? Trying a new uh, new intro there, Greg.
0: I like it. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. That's another one by uh, yours truly, Jason yeah. Hamlin. Hey, you man. know, it's, it's a little riff.
1: We we did all those different uh, intros that one night, and uh, I forgot about that one. That's a, that's a pretty fun one. This Feel one, like I'm on a horse, you know, riding into a battle. Yeah, absolutely. Something crazy. That's
0: what we like to think we do here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. There really you go. Just two knuckleheads uh, talking <laughs> yeah. about politics, culture, and theology. Yeah.
1: Yeah right. How you yeah, been, exactly. man? Man, I am a little tired today. I uh, went to Kansas City over the weekend for a funeral, and uh, mm, I slept in the that. Kansas City airport last night. Fine. So uh, yeah, man. So I, uh, I I pretty much had. Ah, probably eight hours of sleep within the past um uh two or three days. So but you ran in Yeah, we're running.
0: You ran <laughs> you ran into the to the cockpit and said, I have to get yeah, back yeah. to Detroit, well, baby. I got a podcast. Right, today. right,
1: you know. I, I was like I was like, Well, uh, you know, every I got we got delayed uh on the way there and on the way back so i was like uh i wonder if i should just call greg and tell him he might have to do this (laughs) one but but yeah but no we're here we're ready yeah we we miss
0: you and we're glad you didn't miss it because we have a special guest on here uh we want to introduce him quickly before we get into newsy news he is the litigation director for the justice center of constitutional freedoms and it's what we're going to be talking about tonight the james coates and tim stevens case Mm -hmm. uh mr jay cameron is on the podcast jay how are you sir I'm well thanks for having me guys Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Our fake audience loves you. That's
1: not a fake audience. That's oh, a real
0: audience. We, we hire extras to stand here and to clap, you <laughs> just for you. So uh, we're going to get into uh, what Jay does, what Mr. Cameron does, um, and, and, and what we're going to talk about. But before we do that, let's get into two quick newsy news stories that yep. I think are pertinent to what we're going to tonight, talk um, about tonight. Ready for some newsy news? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. News.
1: The news. The newsy newsy news. The news. The news. The news, newsy news.
2: News. We
1: got news. Oh, love that song. All right. So yeah, the first news story that I had here. Um, Richard Davis, President and CEO of Make a Wish America. Okay, um, uh, and I'm I'm reading from Holistic Health and More. Okay. Um, from Instagram, but um, this th- this is this is their uh, their quote. This is literally a new low for humanity. Terminally ill children will not be granted a wish from the Make a Wish Foundation unless, you guessed it, they're fully vaccinated.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: Yeah. Now, whichever side you're on with the vaccines, let's uh, let's take a step back and uh, realize what's going on with these children. And yeah, so they're terminally is, ill. Yeah.
0: They're Make a Wish, mm-hmm. which is for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that is yeah. a foundation that grants a child a request. Yep. Uh, mostly, it's you know ter- terminal cancer as a child or something like that, a disease that's terminal. And and they're saying now that they're not going to grant a wish to the children that are dying children. unless yeah. they're vaccinated. Yeah.
1: And the Which, people
0: around them, probably. I'm guessing, right?
1: right? Uh, more than likely. Yeah. What level
0: of craziness have we got to? I,
1: I mean, we have. We, I, I'm wondering if they all have to wear three masks as well um, uh, and a face shield. Um, but yeah, this is this is. I mean, it it was already kind of uh, pretty much getting out of hand. I can't. I shouldn't even say kind of. It it has gotten no. out of hand. But uh, but yeah, this is this is just nuts. So
0: Jay, is anything like that going on in Canada? I know we're going to get into the religious liberties aspect of it here in in a few minutes, but. Do you see private corporations and nonprofits kind of kowtowing to this type of thought?
2: Yeah, it's epidemic in Canada as well. And some governments are saying that uh, they're going to create, they don't say they're going to create a two-tiered society, but they are creating a two-tiered society Uh by saying you can't travel, you can't move in between provinces, uh, you can't attend uh, social gatherings, events, those types of things without uh, being vaccinated. So it's happening in Canada as well. Well, wow. yeah, I've been hearing uh,
1: also with live concerts, they're going to have a section for vaccinated and non-vaccinated people. Um, they're going <laughs> to split people up. I, I yeah, Disney on Ice is doing it. Uh, Broadway is saying yeah. don't show up unless you're vaccinated. But yeah, a, but, a, but a is... Journey
0: reunion tour uh, yeah. show is such a clean place <laughs> to be anyway. Right? I mean.
1: You know? <laughs> hey, don't stop believing, right? Right. So, what's our uh, second story? Let's uh, move yeah, on yeah. to uh,
0: the second one, and then yep. we'll get in with uh, Mr. Cameron.
1: Definitely. Um, uh, so, this comes from Global News. Uh, U.S. Senator requests Canada investigated for religious freedom violations over Alberta pastors' arrests. Now, this was on June 25th, uh, A few 2021. Okay. Yeah. Um, A U.S. senator has asked that Canada be investigated for violating religious freedom over the arrests of Alberta pastors accused of flouting COVID-19 restrictions. In a letter released Thursday, Missouri Republican Josh Hawley um, asked his country's Commission on International Religious Freedom to consider putting Canada on its special watch list. I am troubled that our Canadian neighbors are effectively being forced to gather in secret, undisclosed locations to exercise their basic freedom to worship. And uh, yeah, we have a a quote from litigation director, Jay Cameron. I don't know if you guys uh, know, but he's on the show tonight of the Justice Center <laughs> for Constitutional Freedoms, which is representing Stevens, has accused Alberta Health Services in a statement of being engaged in an intentional act of public deception and abuse of authority in arresting Pastor mm. Stevens and mm. others. Wow. Yeah. So yeah,
0: so now we even have some congressmen, some senators from yeah. the United States getting involved too. I don't know how much weight that will carry, Right. Uh, but it's good to see that, um, you know, Other representatives in North America are understanding what's happening in Canada right now, which I think is a great segue story into introducing uh, Mr. Jay Cameron. Jay, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms and what it is that you guys do? And then maybe give us an update on Pastor James Coates and Pastor Tim Stevens.
2: Sure. The Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms is a civil liberties organization in Canada. Uh, we're a registered charity. We accept we accept no government money. And really, to boil it down, all we do is sue the government. And they give us lots of work these days uh, because yeah. they have no respect for the Constitution and the civil liberties of Canadians. Um, they have no respect for the written text of the Constitution or, um, or democracy itself, the checks and balances that are built into the rule of law. And uh, and so we're very busy. We litigate from coast to coast and uh, we represent a, a wide variety of people on freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion issues. And Pastor Coates and Pastor Stevens are two of our clients.
0: And can you just tell the audience for those who might not know, can you just give a quick overview of those two cases and, and what you feel is being violated in those cases that you, that you guys are representing?
2: Right. So, you know, in in Canada. Uh, despite the fact that the United States is open, uh, for the most part, people are traveling again, people are moving about freely. Disneyland, even in California, is open. It's a surprise to many Americans to find out that Canada is still locked down in many, wow. many places. In fact, Toronto, Ontario, probably still the most locked down place on mm-hmm. the entire planet. In Alberta, You have uh, you have a health dictator who is not accountable to the citizens. Uh, She was appointed, and she makes laws for millions of people without any legislative accountability. Meaning, so that there's no democratic check on her power. She does whatever she wants, whenever she wants, however she wants, and then the police have to do whatever she says. And um, so, I mean, it's a scary situation in Alberta. And she has said at various points in time there's no indoor gatherings or there's severe limits on indoor gatherings in churches specifically sometimes there are different rules for churches and so some of our clients they look at the constitution and they say well the constitution says we have a right to freedom of assembly and freedom of religion and so we are going to assemble for the purposes of practicing our religion and 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 the constitution is the supreme law of the land not these health orders by this uh, from this health dictator and that has landed them in increasingly, uh, you know, a deeper conflict with the police and the the health authorities in the province of Alberta. So much so that, despite the fact that um, you know you could go to Walmart, you go to the liquor store, you can go buy pot, right? You can uh, yeah. you can buy cannabis, having abortion, uh, which is legal in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you cannot you cannot go to church, mm. and uh, and so when Pastor Coates. Uh, uh, week after week, would have a church service. Eventually, AHS came in with a SWAT team, barricaded the church with three fences, three layers of fencing, changed the locks, and the church has been meeting underground. And Pastor Coates was arrested. He was uh, in jail for 35 days. Okay, 35 wow. days. 14 of those days was in solitary confinement. Gosh. Wow, away from his wife and his children. And and when he got out. Now the, the, the health orders are not an arrestable offense. But what they said is, well, you, you failed to abide by the terms of your of your undertaking uh when you were released, and so you're arrestable for that. And uh and so they arrested him and they held him. And and so it, really it's nobody else in Alberta is being targeted like Christian pastors because they are the voice of dissent an organized voice of dissent against the lockdowns and the, and the tyrants who are running society. And so Pastor Stevens, he's still in jail. Uh, it's been almost two weeks since he was arrested. Uh, he was wrongfully arrested, and the Justice Center is about to launch a lawsuit to sue the Alberta government over his wrongful arrest the first time. Uh, he's been in jail for 13 days as of today um, because he held a church service on June 6th. And so he was arrested on June 15th, and he has been in jail. He has eight children. He was arrested in front of his wife and children his children, his kids were crying. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know, what did he do? Uh, you know, is he cooking meth? Right. You know, is he, is he is he running drugs? Is he involved in organized crime? No, his crime is ministering to hurting people who have lost their jobs, they've lost their retirement, their domestic Uh, relationships are falling apart because of the lockdowns. And, and, you know, the church is a hospital for the sick and the hurting, and he's been ministering to the congregation. So they shut that church down as well. And he is in jail today. And, uh, and the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedoms represents both of these uh, principal gentlemen who recognize that there is such a thing as right and wrong. And, and that whatever the state says sometimes is, is not the right thing. Mm. And, uh, and that there are, there are higher obligations. They recognize that, and they believe that they have higher obligations to God and uh, and that those supersede the authority of the state.
0: Mm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but uh, I thought I had read or seen in a news article that uh, after 13 months of lockdown, uh, James Coates, uh, Pastor James Coates is uh, in court and essentially, and I don't know how much you can speak to uh, what's going on on the legal side of it, but essentially uh, the, the attorneys were arguing for James Coates, look, you have to have a scientific reason to, to, to have these mandates, to have these laws, and the government said, we don't have any scientific evidence for why we're shutting down and locking down. After 13 months of essentially soft tyranny, or tyranny if you want to call it that, uh, they, they have no evidence for, for these type of bureaucratic, uh, you know, uh, made-up laws. So, I mean, what foot does the, go- does the Canadian government... Have to stand on here. I mean, what are they thinking?
2: Yeah, there's there's a number of really concerning elements about Pastor Coates' case. First of all, uh, you have you have a government that refuses to go to court to justify why it's doing what it's doing. So, first of all, you have somebody who is not democratically accountable making orders. Then you have a government who has been sued by Pastor Coates uh, and and, ha- and is in court against a constitutional challenge to these health orders under which he has. Uh, been been operating, and the whole province has been operating. But when they have the opportunity to present science, because the Justice Center has world class experts, we've retained, uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, who's from Stanford. He's one of the principal author- authors of the Great Barrington Declaration. He's one, of, uh, and we have a number of other high profile experts to talk about whether or not these lockdowns are justified. Uh, the government has done everything in its power to delay having a court hearing. In fact, they asked for an adjournment into July. Meanwhile, churches are shut down. You know, people are in jail. So that's that's a very significant issue. Sure. One of the other problems is, is that Pastor Coates' trial was bifurcated. It was split into two components. So the question, the first question was is whether or not there was an infringement. So he was arrested. Okay? He goes to jail. He's in jail for 35 days. His church is locked. The building is chained up there's a fence around it and they're meeting underground like in china Mm. they're hiding from the authorities because they are afraid of being arrested and incarcerated that's what's happening in 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 the in the neighbor right next to the united states and and the judge in the case came back with this decision And unfortunately, he said, you know, being arrested, having your church shut down, uh, going to jail for 35 days, 14 days in solitary confinement. None of those things is an infringement of your constitutional right to assemble or to worship. Wow. And so you have a breakdown in Canada. I I think it's really important to underscore for, for Americans. What is happening in Canada? You have a breakdown in the systems that are in place to hold government power in check. Without those systems in place, you have rule by by tyrants, mm. and that's what's happening in, in Canada. And, and and there's this old quote by this philosopher. His name is Charles de, uh, uh, Baron uh, de Montesquieu. Charles de Montesquieu, mm-hmm. and he said, "When the legislature and the executive are combined, there can be no liberty." Mm. And that is what's happening in Canada, because you have the power of the executive combined with the legislature, right? There is no democracy anymore. It's collapsed into one authoritarian person. And that there can be no liberty under such a form of government, and so you have a complete breakdown in the democratic checks and balances that are supposed to protect people from tyrannical government. And then you're supposed to have a judiciary, which is to apply the constitution to hold government in check. And that, unfortunately, that judiciary is is uh, so far in Canada has been asleep at the switch. Uh, you know, and I, I maybe I'll get you know uh, somebody will uh, you know complain about me saying that, but the the plain wording of the Constitution says that there are fundamental rights and freedoms for Canadians. You know, freedom of religion, conscience, speech, assembly, and that these rights are fundamental. And the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. But what what judges are doing is they're interpreting inter- interpreting the health order in, health orders as supreme. And so it's a very it's a very scary situation in Canada.
1: Yeah, I mean that this entire situation. I mean it it really. It it hurts my heart <laughs> to see the video. I mean, to see the the headlines that are happening. I, I, I mean, it really it really does bring tears to my eyes to see the. Uh, I, I I'm sorry, I can't remember the uh, the Polish pastor's name. Um, that was just arrested in the middle of the highway in the middle of the highway. I mean, you know, I mean, uh,
0: what's the urgency there?
1: I know. I mean, (laughs) like, this is like, this has just gone to a different level. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, it is a right uh, to, to be able to assemble. This is, This is not something that, like, we should even have to worry about um, as Christians. And I mean, you know, our mandate uh, comes from Hebrews 10, uh, starting in verse 24, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. And then verse 25, uh, not neglecting to meet together as, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near." I mean, whenever the church comes together, um, you know, we don't just uh, we don't just come together just uh, you gotta the, yeah to say hi yeah just just yeah. say hi. I mean, we we're actually living out this this Christian life, you know, together. We are we are encouraging one another, um, uh, you know. Uh, I mean, the scripture says like we should gather, and I mean, for the people that are at home alone. Um, I mean, the, the suicide rates, the depression rates. I mean, there's so many things that are... Overdose, yeah, mental health issues, yeah, with the, the lockdown. Yeah, domestic sure. violence. Canada's I
0: really going to suffer from that, too, if they're still in lockdown. Exactly. But they're going to be seeing this well into yeah. in two, three years from now.
1: How long does it go, you know? Like, how long is long enough, you know, to, to say, like... We need to just uh, be alone at our house uh, you know we, we shouldn 't interact with anyone because if you come within ten uh, or six feet of of anyone i mean yeah. you, you possibly may get this this uh, this disease this virus um, but yeah, I mean it it really it, it makes me think about just uh, the war on the church that 's happening and I mean, at at the same time, I I do know that Christ is going to be glorified through this. I mean, He is being sure. glorified through this. Sure. I mean, a lot of people thinking, um, uh, and and praying and just uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Just well, he, there's so many so many good things are are coming out of this, and justice will be done. Sure, you know, God will not be mocked, and uh, yeah, I.
0: Yeah. On, on the flip side of that, too, it's tough because you can have you can be a citizen and you can thump your Bible at a magistrate or a judge and right. say, "Well, this is what my Bible says," and yeah. they go, "Hey, go pound sand." Right. We have a constitution. That's why I'm so grateful for guys like Jay and in what they're doing at at uh, his organization because you go look at there are ways that we have to uh, fight these things yeah. in the courts and with constitutional law and, and those things. Mm-hmm. And in you and know, it's
1: great that we have that as. Christian, you know, because it pretty that, much backs us up. <laughs> you know? Absolutely, but yeah. And yeah.
0: and then you know, and then even like we, you and I were talking about before is like mm-hmm. you know the whole thing is predicated upon a pandemic. Mm-hmm. I mean, this thing has a 2.5 uh, R. Not. It's a little bit more contagious than the flu. right Less people have actually died for, in the United States now. I'm talking about from COVID alone, about eighty thousand comorbidities and all the other cases, uh, obesity, heart disease, cancer, terminal illness, whatever it is. And you just go, okay, is this even truly a pandemic to then, like Jay was saying, have a bureaucrat who has yeah. abs- we have absolutely no that, you know, the government loves bureaucrats because there's no restitution for voters. Mm. We can't go and vote out a bureaucrat. They're appointed. Yeah. Uh, we have no say in the matter. And it sounds like that's what you're saying up there, Jay, in Canada. I would circle back around to this. What does this mean for the United States? Because we had Pastor Joe Boudon from Canada a few months ago. And he was really going, look at you in the United States, everyone else in North America really need to be watching what's happening in Canada. Uh, Because I know personally, culturally, we follow Canada about 5, 10 years behind, Mm. um, culturally maybe not uh, legally with certain laws and our constitutions are different, but it seems like culturally, if Canada is, the secular culture is accepting, hey, look, at we just have to lock down and this is what we have to do. I don't know if America isn't that far behind. So, so what does this mean for United States listeners right now when we're hearing these things happening in Canada? I
2: think it's important to remember that freedom is a generational question. Mm. So, you know, the right to, to assemble for the purposes of seeking redress for wrongs comes from Uh, William Penn. That's why it's in the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And William Penn uh, was operating in a system where the British had said you can not gather for the purposes of having a religious service with any more than five people. And there was a meeting of Quakers and William Penn was preaching and uh, he was arrested and the jury refused to convict him. And so the the British magistrate was so angry, they threw William Penn and the the jurors all in prison And um, William Penn, of course, the founder of Pennsylvania. And so out of that type of oppression, you had the codification of the right to assemble for the purpose of uh, of religion and for the purposes of seeking redress for public grievances. Mm. And, you know, you look back at, at, at where these rights come from. People forget these rights come from a history of bloodshed and Tyranny and opposition. Really, you know, uh, you look at uh, people like William Tyndale. Mm-hmm. William Tyndale, uh, you know, he was the he translated the Bible into the English language. It was illegal at that point in time to have a copy of the Bible in the English language. He had to flee to Europe. You met Martin Luther and Melanchthon and Erasmus. He translated the Bible. The printing press was in operation. Copies were smuggled into England, and a confederacy between uh, the Church of England and the Pope's uh, army, they arrested him, they had a trial, he was strangled, and then he was burnt at the stake. And, uh, you know, it is out of this type of oppression, Galileo, you know, it was, it was, it was uh, dogma. at at a certain point in time that the earth was the center of the universe and that the sun rotated around the earth. And Galileo looked through the telescope and said, well, that's not correct, but it was illegal for him to, to to talk about it and to write about it. And eventually he was brought before the inquisition and he was told you will recant. Mm. And so he was forced on pain of death to say, all right, the earth doesn't move. And then the rumor is, is that under his breath he said, but yet it moves, but yet still for the last seven (laughs) years of his life, he spent under house arrest and the problem is guys is that Americans Canadians we've had it so good for so long that people are complacent yeah they yeah. they you know they they do not recognize that the voice of dissent is a is a christian principle right it is you look at, you know, I, you know, I respectfully disagree with all of the, uh, the, the people who say, well, you have to obey the civil authorities. Mm. You have to obey the civil authorities insofar as it does not conflict with the right of conscience. But the Bible is replete with examples. I mean, the Justice Center is a, civil, is, is a secular organization, a civil liberties organization. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is a Christian podcast. So, I mean, I mean you guys know <laughs> no. the Bible is replete with examples where people disobeyed the civil authorities on an issue of conscience. Right. You know, look at look at Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Look at Daniel. Look at the apostles when they were arrested and they were told not to preach. And then the angel told them to go back into this public square to preach yeah. in defiance of what the civil yeah. authorities had said. And so like that 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 principle of dissent. And a mm-hmm. protest is part of the roots of America, and that has trickled over into Canada. And um, you know, I we we have to exercise our fundamental rights and freedoms; otherwise, we will lose them. We are one generation away at any given point in time from losing those rights and freedoms. They can be on the books, but there's this great quote from a judge. His name is Learned Hand. He's an American judge. And he said, um, when when liberty dies in the hearts of men and women, no constitution can save it, mm. right? You can have a constitution, but if it is not in your heart, right? It doesn't yeah. matter.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so... C-
0: and I would just say really quick, we've covered Romans 13 quite a lot on here, and, and everyone forgets the second and third verses that says, and government authorities that have been established by God are not a terror to the the righteous and peacemakers and those who aren't doing anything wrong, essentially. Yeah. Well, what happens when a government is doing that? It sounds like in Canada, you have a bureaucrat that's saying you can't peacefully gather at a church. Well, now Romans 13 goes right out the window. Like Jay pointed out, mm. it, the, 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 dissent in the Christian life is throughout not only the Bible, but the early church and all those other places.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, if you don't mind me asking Jay, I don't know if you can or can comment on this, but w- so, um, for, for your Justice Center of Constitutional Freedom, what is the goal here for these two cases for Pastor James Coates and Pastor Tim Stevens? What, what is kind of the strategy or what are you trying to argue um, to, to kind of, you know, to, to correct this issue?
2: So uh, on the Pastor Coates issue, we've filed a constitutional challenge to the public health orders, and we have assembled uh, scientific data regarding the efficacy, right, the benefits, Or lack thereof of lockdowns. Uh, You know, we have science on everything from PCR tests to what happens when you lock people in their houses with their children. You close schools, you close churches, right? You you take away people's ability to earn a living, and so there's that going that that type of analysis is going to take place in that case. And so, ultimately speaking, you know, in both cases, uh, we're looking for a couple things. Number one, we're looking for a declaration. That the state is out of line here; that they have infringed these two, uh, these two uh, pastors, these two citizens' constitutional rights, and that it's not justified because only by establishing precedent. See, and, and again, this is one of the the things, and I, and I don't want to, you know, uh, monopolize the conversation on this. On no, this that's point, why you're I, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. right no, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think it's important to recognize that there are safeguards in the criminal context. Okay, the police cannot just randomly stop you check your backpack, tell you to open the trunk of your car, throw you in jail for a week without a bail hearing. right? You have to have habeas corpus. There are checks and balances. You have Miranda rights in the United States. You have uh, Section 7, 9, 10, 11 in the the Canadian uh, Charter of Rights and Freedoms. You have a right to a lawyer. You have a right to be informed of the reason for your arrest and detention. Uh, You have a right to appear before a judge, you have a right to a bail hearing, right? You have all of these rights. And the reason you have these rights is because the state, it is axiomatic. The state is always getting out of line. Look at human history. Mm. It's a long history of oppression where people in positions of authority abuse the the people who are underneath them. And that's why you have a constitution in the first place. And so those checks and balances are very important. They exist in the criminal context, but in the health context, you have a tremendous fear-mongering you know, you have this, this fear narrative constant fear 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 lockdowns 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 granny's gonna die granny's gonna die mm-hmm. people don't read the statistics they don't see that 99.7% of people who get this recover most of them with no medical intervention right what they watch is the news yeah. okay and they, the in Canada you have the state broadcaster the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation some people call it the Communist Broadcasting Corporation <laughs> you know either either works uh, to be same same for us yeah, right? CNN down here so yeah, right. you know, I mean why <laughs> Punches. I mean, they. Yeah. You know, they, the, yeah. gov- the government nationalized the legacy media and gave them six hundred million dollars last year, and so there's a significant incentive for legacy media outlets to print what the government wants it to. And so you have one side of a narrative, but so that narrative is going out. And in the health context, you have no ch- checks and balances. In in Canada, you have the ability. Uh, of these health officials. And, and it has happened, you know, to order the arrest of somebody to take them to a facility. There's no bail hearing. There's no right to counsel. The family isn't notified. Uh, and, you know, and you think that this is, this is like China, yeah. but mm. this, is what was happening in Quebec, which is just North of, of uh, you know, the, the Eastern United States. Wow. Um, and yeah. so uh, you know, this, this is the status quo right now in Canada. And I, I want to say a word about universal healthcare. care. Okay. Americans, many Americans have been have been bombarded with the, the narrative that Canada has this tremendous universal health care system. Everybody has free medical. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. America needs to have the same model. But the fact is, is that that universal health care has been instrumental in creating in enslaving and locking down the plan because it's government in control of health you're not in control of your own health all of a sudden there's this state mandate to safeguard everybody's health mm. you know and and uh you know they 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 canceled uh essential surgeries and diagnostics and even before covid the situation in canada with respect to healthcare was you know, very mediocre, and and you know Americans aren't told that.
0: Right. If you
2: have money, the ability to go to the United States, many people come to the United States because yes, Canada health is free in Canada, but but you know you you're on a wait waitlist wait for two and a half years. And we had a client who uh, he slipped a disc in his back playing hockey, and uh, he was on a waitlist for two and a half years. He went to Montana to get the surgery, right? And then he wow. came back and he gave the Canadian government the bill, and they said we're not paying this because you have free health care in Canada. He's like, I can't walk, <laughs> I can't play with my with my daughter, wow. I can't work. Wow. Yeah, and so, like you, Americans need to understand that universal health care is a double edged sword. Yeah. And in sure. Canada, the, the people have been suffering under what has become a health dictatorship where you have one person who is unilaterally making you, you were talking about bureaucrats, unilaterally making rules for millions of people without democratic accountability that is run through the healthcare care system.
0: Huh. Yeah, st- I mean, it's state ran control. Through yeah, anything yeah. else, whether yeah. it's health. I mean, and then you have either, you know, fo- forced or coerced uh, care or withheld care because you have a state panel or one bureaucrat or a group of bureaucrats deciding what's best for your personal health. I've got one more question here, Jason. Did you have
1: one? Yeah, no, I, I just want to make sure that we get this in before um, yes, uh, we're, we're, gonna, we're, we're we'll out here. here cause, yeah, because yeah. I know I know. Uh, yeah, we only have so much time, but um, we were sent a video from uh, your PR person um, uh, uh, that was called The Government War on Worship, and that is on Rumble. I want to make sure that everyone goes out there and checks that out. We have to get the link to you guys. We'll
0: post it. With it, the video, is, yeah.
1: it is a great video, man. It is so good. But The Government War on Worship, that is on Rumble, please, please go check that out. Yeah. Um, but sorry, so go ahead. So just yeah. w-
0: kind of off subject here, and I don't know if I've had a satisfying answer yet. So for country, and I want to get your opinion, and maybe uh, you go, I don't know why, but to any halfway intelligent person, okay, I'm not the smartest guy, but I think I have some common sense. Ah. And I look at I look at everything when we talk about COVID <laughs> and the coronavirus and all these things. And we look at uh, you know the, the are not, and we look at the cases and the um, you know fatalities and the survival rates and all these things. Why has major countries, developed countries? Like Canada and even the United States to some extent, insisted on these year-long, half-year, year long, half year, year, year and a half long lockdowns when there's there's no evidence that that has to be done. First of all, corona's going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. We still have H1N1. We already, still have right? bird flu. We still have, you know, nothing gets eradica- eradicated. They always come back around. So Corona is not going away. It will be a seasonal uh, virus. So, in, in your opinion, I just look at it and I go, Is it just, is it bureaucrats and elected officials seeking power? Is there some underlying motive that you think we have at a global level or even national level? What's your opinion on that? Because I have to think you look at these lockdowns and go, these are unnecessary, and any reasonable person, any reasonable person would understand that. Even if you're an elected official or politician,
2: yeah, I, yeah, I, there and there's there are politicians asking these questions. Good, but they don't get coverage in the mainstream media in Canada. Now, down in the U.S., you have uh, you have other media outlets who do ask some of these hard questions, and there's a counter. You know, there's you have the counter part of the conversation to what has become the mainstream narrative Uh, but you know um you know why is it happening i think the answer is 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 in part uh i think it's complex i think that partly uh, um you have you have people who use their authority uh like neil ferguson for example you know he made these like crazy predictions and they were adopted by governments uh and and he was wildly inaccurate we know now that if you are under the age of 65 years or so, you ought to be more concerned about getting in your car to go to the grocery store mm, yeah. than yeah. Uh, you should be afraid of, of COVID. Uh, you know, for, for many demographics, COVID is less dangerous than a seasonal flu. And, uh, you know, the average age of, of death from COVID in Alberta is 83 years of age. Um, you know, and the average life expectancy for the province is 82 Oh so you uh, so, you live an
0: extra year if you get yeah,
2: covid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? So you know like this type of this type of information is so key but you have I think you have powerful people who seized control of covid mm. and whether it was planned or not it, you know I I don't know I can't I can't say but what is clear is that you have powerful people seize control of this narrative mm. for the purposes of of rolling back civil liberties and increasing control over society and and bringing in, I mean, you have politicians globally talking about a great reset. That's not a conspiracy theory. Right. No, um, not at all. Many books written on it that know, I, I've written, I, know, I've, uh, you know, read, read too. Yeah. So, I, you know, there is definitely a push to change the way that society operates. And this is whether it was whether it was planned or whether it was utilized because it was convenient. Really, uh, you know, it might be six or six or one and a half dozen. At the end of the day, we have we have foundational constitutional principles that safeguard society from tyrants. Mm. And those principles must be upheld and defended in the courts and by the populace in order to maintain and preserve freedom. It took centuries, okay, of hard fought wars and bloodshed and dissent. And, you know, and, and, and the, the, the American experiment, okay, comes out of that history and, and people forget. And so, you know, we have to, we have to make sure that in order to to be free people, we have to be free ourselves and value freedom more than we value the the the, the promise, and it's a false promise, of peace and safety from the government. Well, you know what the Bible says? When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes and they will not escape. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the narrative from government is, you know, we will make you safe and we will keep you healthy. Right. But Canada is supposed to be a free and democratic society. Right. The true north, strong and free. Mm. Well, you know, right now, Canada is neither free nor is it democratic. And, uh, and, and, and in various places in the United States, you had the same issues. Like, look at, look at the authoritarianism in, in Michigan with governor Whitmer mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, you know, the arbitrary classification of what you could buy and you couldn't buy. Right. Incidentally, we had the same thing in, in Manitoba in Canada. Wow. And so, you know, that those are, these are red flags where people ought to be saying, you know, I, these people had, these people who are in control and in authority have too much power. And that's not how the constitutional system that we have in place is supposed to function. Absolutely. Parents in check. Absolutely.
0: Well, Uh, Mr. Jay Cameron, uh, we know we have to wrap it up here. I know you're a busy guy, but as we do wrap this up, can you just throw out uh, once again where people can get a hold of your organization, where they could even support it? I heard you say at the top of the show that you take no government money. So I'm assuming you take private money, endowments, things like that. Could you just let the people know where they could uh, find your organization at?
2: Yeah, we are located at www.jccf.ca. We take no government funding. All we do is sue the government, oh. and um, you know we have been a break uh, for this uh, in, to protect constitutional freedoms. We have been a break when the legislature is not functioning and parliament is not doing its job, and to some extent, sadly, you know, uh, you know, the judiciary. I mean, the courts were closed. The Justice Center has acted as a break to a significant extent, and so we appreciate your support. We have a number of of, uh, um, of American donors. And uh, you know, if you want to donate to the cause of liberty and and religious freedom, we we're happy to have your support. Mm.
0: Wow, man! We just uh, thank you so much yeah. for the fight that you're doing up there. Uh, I I know how hard that fight is. Me and Jason both yeah, know that that uh, that we have to have guys like you. Uh, we have to have lines, we have to have organizations like that, both in Canada yeah. and the United States, on the front lines, standing for principle. And doing those hard fights. I mean, there's a lot of man hours, time, research. I'm sure it's just a lot of work doing what you do when you're going up against the state.
1: Yeah. You know, they
0: have essentially unlimited resources. Uh, think about that, listeners. Unlimited resources. They have unlimited force. Yeah, right. Comply by force. I mean, it's just the uphill battle you guys have. But yet you stand strong and you come to the defense of people uh, like James Coates and Tim Stevens. It's just a wonderful thing that you're doing.
1: Do you have anything for us, Jason, as we head out? Yeah. No. Thank you so much, Jay. I mean, the only thing that I'm kind of sad about is you didn't say a one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don't Canadians usually oh, say? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, uh, help us, eh?
0: We uh, almost went through the yeah. whole episode without a dad joke, but, uh, you he had to slip it in. Huh? And, yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. We, right. we, we need, we need the, uh, what well, was it we need the applause yeah, oh yeah there you go. go yeah you better hey go. all right let's wrap it let's wrap it up before we derail guys we thank yeah. you so much for listening as always you can just google dead men walking we're on every yep. social media platform we're big on instagram you can find this video and this podcast obviously anywhere you get your pods and on youtube jay cameron thank you sir for being here and as always god bless Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com.